a boomer dad, and a millennial daughter walk into a podcast. Welcome to another episode of A Besom Production. Episode 1. Sports are Besom. From coach to coach, the 70s to now, our MU family to yours. We're here to tell you that it's not whether you win or lose, but how you play the game. Gramps is a poop. <laughs> That's in the podcast now. <laughs> People are gonna say, what? Gramps is a poop? <laughs> Gramps is a poop. <laughs> look how old you look with the headphones on. Welcome to A Besom Productions, a father-daughter podcast that is based on us talking about things that we are interested in and seeing just how far the apple falls from the tree, or doesn't, as we are pretty similar. Uh, I'm Amanda, a millennial, born in 1989, and this is my dad. I'm Raj, the dad, born in 1964, tail end of the boomers. And this is our podcast. We have podcast equipment and a whole studio, and I hope you enjoy So for our first episode of A Besom Production, we thought we would talk about sports. Sports is something that we can both identify with. I was a sports kid, probably because of my dad. Um, so we were gonna we're gonna start off by talking about sports. All right. So yeah, I think sports is a good uh, good subject for our first uh, for our first go around. Um, sports has always been a huge part of my life. Kind of waning now as I get older not as nearly as important as it used to be. Uh, I grew up with two older brothers and that's pretty much all we did was play sports. No matter what, whatever season it was, it was fall, we'd be outside playing football. Uh, in the winter, we played basketball in our basement. We had like a full court set up. Summer, we played baseball every day in our backyard. So much that my dad, every year my dad would reseed batter's box on each side. We had to switch to the other side of the yard the next year, let the grass grow back on the other side. <laughs> uh, so, yes, and then my poor mom was stuck with the four guys who just love sports, and she was held had to, like, watch, and but she was a great sport. Um, no pun intended. Yeah, so then, uh, yeah, I've always played, still, still play a lot of sports. Um, play a lot of golf, softball. Just stopped playing basketball a couple of years ago because my body can't take it anymore. <laughs> but, uh, so, yeah, one of the biggest parts... For, of sports, I growing up and then transfers to my kids as well was Marquette basketball. Um, I've been going to our family's had season tickets since 1970 when Marquette started becoming like a powerhouse. So now I don't know if you knew, uh, like in the 70s, Marquette was like top one of the top five, like they'd be like Duke, you know, yeah. Um, they were always ranked in the top 10. Um, and so it was a huge, we went to all the games, and uh, it was a huge part of our family. And then as I got older, became a teenager, it was, you know, stuff with my, I, I, always, I always could talk to my dad about um, Marquette basketball. Like, we didn't really have that much in common. My dad wasn't, you know, always very straight-laced and mm-hmm. didn't have a lot to talk about a lot of times, but he could always talk about Marquette, so it was a, it was a pretty good bonding thing between the two of us. Um, 
so and then as you guys got older you started going to games and and I think you enjoyed it um, and you like did like the, the cheer thing the cheerleading one mm-hmm. you did the one game at the Marquette game and stuff like that so um, yeah it's been it's been a huge part of our life um, and I was I always thought that um, my <laughs> Um, I always thought that you got my kids would be like way more into sports and stuff, but you guys really weren't as much. So, um, which is actually kind of ended up better because I would probably end up like one of those jag off dads that was like screaming at the top of his lungs at games and stuff. But it was fun, and I, I did a lot of coaching of you guys and stuff. So it's a uh, it's a huge part of our of our life. So I think it's interesting. I actually never really occurred to me, but just listening to you talk and the fact that we like chose this to talk about like I don't actually think I was that into sports especially right. playing them right. like I played a lot of them I played volleyball and softball and basketball I don't think I ever tried soccer for real really um, but I, I don't know that I like liked it that much I mean I did I made friends and stuff like that but I think it was more like when I think about sports I don't think about like playing sports when I was younger I think about like going to the Marquette games so I feel like my kind of similar maybe to how you bonded with your dad over it. I don't. It's not the same because you're. I think you're very different than Grandpa yeah. Bob in terms of like we're probably closer. But but he was also he was also a coach of our team I was on too. So. Okay, um, but I just so like ooh, when I think about sports, I feel like like I just kind of wrote down the first things that came to my mind, and almost all of them are Marquette basketball related. And it just like it's like I just get this like vision of like eating like a Bradley Center hot dog, and then like we're sitting in the front row, and you like Dwayne Wade and Travis Dean are days, and you get to high five them. I remember getting my sweatshirt signed, and then you were all nervous. I think I was like 15 or something. You were all nervous <laughs> to get Deaner to sign your stuff, so I signed. I think I got your hat signed for you. So you're like, oh, it's not as weird if like a 15 year old girl asks. Um, and then I remember like. We would go to the games, and we I think we did enjoy it, but it's like when we're little kids, you like can only take so much, so we would like want to leave, and it'd be like two minutes left in the game, and I definitely didn't understand that until like as an adult, like, oh, that's like the worst possible time to leave. Um, and also, I think about, like, it's just, like, funny, because people will be like, oh, like, who went to Marquette? Because, like, everyone knows right. the Marquette people fans. Ask me and that. there's just no affiliation whatsoever. Right. Like, nobody went there. Oh, so you went to Marquette? And I was like, no. And just like, a basketball fan. Oh, you're, oh, so your dad didn't? No. Yeah. Like, it just, and it makes no, it still makes no sense, but it's like, okay, whatever. And obviously that we're, like, the only Marquette fans people know because we're the only Marquette fans. Nobody's right. ever a Marquette fan for whatever reason. And then not only did I do the dance, but Bobby was, like, the towel boy right. thing. Um, and then I also thought about, like, literally looking at my list, every single thing is about Marquette except for my last thing. <laughs> but uh, the cheerleaders and you guys being all creepy and, like, picking out cheerleaders <laughs> you thought was attractive. But I don't know if you're going to remember this. Because when I thought about that, I was like, oh, yeah, that was a thing. And then I'm like, you had the, there was, like, the redhead one. I don't know if, what nickname you guys gave her. Maybe it was just redhead. But then we took Chris Kaplan to one of the games. I, and was, he knew, I think it was Big Red. Big Red. And he knew who she was, remember? Oh, he was, she, she was friends with his ex-girlfriend. And he, like, pointed that out. And you're like, oh, my God, it's Big Red. And then we, like, saw her walk past us in the blue and gold room. And you were all, like, awkward. like, don't say anything. I was like, oh, God. So, yeah, all that stuff is kind of what I think of when I think of sports. So it's time for Besom Warzum, where we will list off things related to sports that are either the best, Besom, or the worst, Warzum. Uh, so we'll just kind of start off, I think we'll start off with Besom, that we're going to do first. We need to explain what Besom actually, I mean, we know it means best now, but 
I mean, just you can some, go ahead if you'd like to goofy, define besom. Just some goofy word that I don't even know where it came from that we've used for since you've been growing up. I don't know. I've always said for stuff that's good and then words of the stuff that's not good. Well, and I think I can, I'm trying to remember if there's more to it, but like the, the what's the word, transformation of best to besom because it did come from oh, best, yeah, yeah. right? It's just like, oh, this um, is the best. Yeah. And it's like, mm, yeah. best. Yeah, that's the right. Best. And then it's like, doesn't, uh, I don't know. And that's what it has now become. It's the evolution of a nickname. Uh, uh, yeah, and now it's a Besom production as well. So, um, do we start with Besom? Sure. Or do we start with, I don't I think know. we did it the wrong way. I think we should start okay. with Besom. Start with Besom, okay. All right, so we'll just go one at a time here. So we each have five things that we consider Besom. And for context, we did not really define what within sports we were going to do it's just whatever we can't we thought of so we might be very kind of different in what we come up with but that's a fun that's fine yeah my stuff's all related to uh, like sports media like movies and shows and things mine is not at all well a little a little but okay so i'm gonna say my first besom is just like so this is about like going to a professional sporting event but i was specifically thinking of basketball because i don't actually really like going to other sporting events like brewers games i'll go to them but i'm not watching the game football games no thank you but basketball games uh like the starting lineup when they like turn all the lights off and the music and they say the player's name so he's like whoo so that's my first besom any particular team like like the (laughs) most famous one is the bulls one Oh, I guess I've only ever seen, you know, like Marquette, the Bucks. So Marquette is what I think of, but. All right. Um, My first besom is the greatest sports movie of all time, The League of Their Own. I also had that on my list, so we can just. Everything about it is besom. It is. It's a good movie. Well, and I know I like it because it's a good story. And, like, it's it's just a good movie on its own. And the the actual filming of the sporting stuff is actually pretty good compared to most movies yeah that's what i was gonna I mean, say is not, you like it because it's realistic I, I always more so. i always judge sports movies by how the realistic the actual action that they show is and i, I think oh, their own is pretty darn good and i was gonna say i like the the fact that it's the best sports movie of all time and it's about women Just yeah that's, throwing that's, it out that, there yeah <laughs> like that's not what you would expect probably all right oh. what's uh okay my third one then because the other one was my second oh nice um I'm going to say skipping school to watch March Madness. That's pretty besom. So I think I only actually skipped school maybe one year, maybe two years, I don't know. But the the, the years that we didn't skip school, we would still kind of skip school by like getting all like the male teachers to let us listen to the games on like the radio and stuff and just like not really uh, go. So, yep. Uh, My number two is, I don't even know if you know these things existed. When I was younger, like in the 70s, when I was a kid, they had Battle of the Network Stars and like Superstars. Nope. Which were the greatest shows ever. The Superstars was, so it was like all the top athletes competing against each other in like track and field, nope. bike riding. So it'd be like, it'd be like Muhammad Ali, or I don't know if he was that on, but like, yeah. Like playing golf or bowling sure. or something. It was, okay. I, it was very enjoyable. I, That's I, cool. I liked it, yeah. I'm surprised they don't do something like that still. So. Yeah, especially with all the TV shows and all the cable channels. You think Because I mean, they don't want to do it because they probably get hurt. Can't, I guess. They can't risk their... Yeah, it could be. Could be. So we'll get not, to that later. <laughs> maybe it's not the players that don't want to. Um, okay, my number four, Besom, is like being a super fan. So this takes many forms. It could be like in high school, like being a super fan of like a friend and going to their, like making a shirt for them, being like a cheer cheerleader on the sidelines unofficially, or like wearing someone else's jersey, like wearing a soccer jersey of a friend of yours that's on the team or football jersey. That's my number four. 
Uh, number three, um, attending a Marquette game, like I said, back when, in the 70s, when, because at that time there was maybe one or two games on the entire week of college basketball. You know, now there's 50 games on every yeah. day. And Marquette was on the like the game of the week a lot on Saturday afternoons, and there was nothing like waiting. The, the announcer in the stadium would say, "We got a countdown," and they count down five, four, and then they, they go, you can see the lights would go on from the cameras, and go, "We're alive!" And then it was just like the you just the crowd would go crazy. Sure. And I, st- I still get chills to this day yeah. just thinking about it. It was like the coolest. I was like twelve year old kid or ten, mm-hmm. whatever. It just was so cool. Sure. Like everyone like- in the country, if you're watching basketball, you're watching that game. Mm-hmm. And it was always like a, usually like a really good game, like against Notre Dame, or it was awesome. Very nice. My uh, my last besom <laughs> uh, is when like sports, I don't know, say like sports stuff, sports lingo, uh, vernacular makes its way into real life. So my two examples that I thought of, when, I know there's more, but when you know you have to throw something away and you're like Kobe rises up, and then you oh. miss it. Um, and now it takes on a new meaning because people, when they do it now, they'll be like, may he rest in peace. Oh, but then also, uh, you know, like you drop something, people are like, fumble. Like yeah, that stuff just yeah. cracks me up. Like, I love it. So that's my five. <laughs> and I probably do that a lot. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, Actually, not, well, my, my number four is Michael O'Keefe. I don't know if you even know that. Mm-mm. You know who he is. The guy who played Danny Noonan in Caddyshack. And he was in like Roseanne. I don't even know. I've never seen Caddyshack. Oh, my God. I mean, God. it's been on, like, TV when I've been parent. around, but I don't know. I've never seen um, it. So he's, like, my favorite because he's, like, been in, like, three different movies where he's been played different sports, and he's very good at all three of them. Okay. Well, what like, else is he in besides Caddyshack? He's in um, Great Great Santini, which is an awesome movie with Rob Duvall. He plays, he plays a basketball player. Okay. And then uh, Caddyshack, he's got a really good golf swing, and then he's in The Slugger's Wife, which is a complete horrible movie. <laughs> Neil Simon movie, it's terrible, but he's a really good baseball player in that. Okay. So, um, I, I just I like actors. I judge actors a lot of time by their by their athletic talents. <laughs> As you should. Because in some of these movies, it's well, yeah, we'll we'll get to that in, in the war zone. <laughs> and then so, my last one, is, well, just that's good. Because um, you transition to war or you got something else? Yeah, we go war Okay. Um, I know because we we got a little off there because we both had league of their own. Um, so war uh, I'm going to go with, so football is my least favorite sport in general, but going to, so I, I've only gone to a few of them, but I'm counting like Badger, Packer, even like high school ones as an adult, like going to football games live. As you can probably tell, we live in Wisconsin. <laughs> yes, when it's <laughs> cold outside, because it's, yeah. I don't care what anyone says, it's not fun at all. And I remember <laughs> the one Packer game I went to, that I think it was November, I literally spent all of halftime in the like atrium and I bought feet warmers and I just sat there by myself warming up because I was like frozen solid so that's my first war zone just no thanks <laughs> um, mine is just TV coverage in general now about sports all the ridiculous uh, talk shows with Shannon Sharp and all those clowns and just stuff I don't watch any of it, it drives me nuts people are always talking about it it's just like just Watch the games and form your own opinion. You don't have to have someone tell you what, what they, it drives me crazy. Sports Center and all that stuff, it's just all, it has nothing to do with the competition of games anymore. It's all entertainment. It's just, I don't know. Yeah. Not a fan. Um, my second one is like, so this isn't like shit talking in general, but like the idea, mm-hmm. the concept of people like, making fun of the team you like just for the sake of making oh. fun of it. Like, it's fine if they're playing each other and they're rivals. Like, that's when it's welcome. 
or if someone else starts it and you're like giving it back to them, but just out of nowhere, just being like, oh, this team sucks. And you, like, because you, you know, they like them. Right. It's like just mean and annoying. And I don't like that part about sports fandom. Oh, you mean like, um, moms of your friends and stuff when we were growing up? Cause I was a Vikings fan. Mm-hmm. Never, everyone's obviously a Packer fan. Mm-hmm. People actually disliked me because I was a Vikings fan. Yeah. Or like when you first meet someone, you tell them you're a Vikings fan, they dislike you. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like, I, I wore the, your the, the, the worst, the worst people in the world were like, when I go to like school for stuff and then I'm like, oh, how the Vikings do this week? And mm-hmm. It drives me nuts. Like it's one thing if they played the Packers and it's like, right, okay, yeah. this is a little like friendly rivalry, but if it's just out of nowhere. <laughs> but I remember I wore your Culpepper jersey to school because I had to play a football player in French class and people were so mean. Is that, isn't it Culpepper? Yeah. That was Dante Viking. Culpepper. It was huge. It was like, yeah. <laughs> but people made fun of me all day long and I was actually like, you guys are being mean to me. This doesn't make sense. <laughs> all right, what's your next one? My next one is... In uh, Bull Durham, people love Bull Durham. I mean, it's an okay movie. People love my favorite sports movie. Baseball? But, yeah. Okay. It's with, uh, with Kevin yeah, Costner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they, my worst part is the whole premise of the movie is, or not the whole premise, but this is stupid Tim Robbins character, Nuke Lelouch. He's supposed to be like this 100-mile-an-hour fastball pitcher, and he throws like, he looks like an idiot. That's what I was talking about when they're filming. He, yeah. he looks, he's not, he looks like he's never played baseball before in his life. So they should have had Michael O'Keefe They should it? have said, yeah. <laughs> somebody can throw a ball and not look like a, like he's, first time he's ever thrown yeah. a ball. Yeah, that's pretty that bad. That just drives me nuts. I mean, like, to be the star of a baseball movie, that yeah. should be, like, your bare minimum requirement. Um, okay, my next one is kind of relating to the the shit talking one but it's a little nuanced different like when people get actually mad about sports like i get it you can be impassioned you can be frustrated when they miss or whatever but like when people are mad like they yell they throw stuff or they like are really like uncle mike like after the game like literally i don't want to talk to anyone i'm just gonna go home like i can't like it gets me so like so cringy when people are like that i just want to leave the room so like that's my other thing about sports nope all right my number three is sitcom defense. Sitcom defense? What do you mean? It's like, when you're, like on a sitcom, they have like a basketball episode. They'll get, you know, it's another thing with the filming, how bad the basketball mm-hmm. is. They'll, the court will be like super tiny and guys will play bas. They'll play like, they're playing defense on them and they'll have their hand like right in front of their face. Like that's how you play defense. Yeah. It just looks so ridiculous. <laughs> so is it like bad defense or just well, defense just like, is not how you would normally yeah, play? Yeah, it's like not okay. how you play defense. And Unrealistic. It's like, yeah, yeah. Okay. So I was in sitcoms, so I call it sitcom defense. <laughs> nice. I've got two more. So then my fourth one, and this is probably only unique to me. I don't know if you would relate, but maybe, I don't know. But like getting stuck in long conversations about sports. So specifically football, because usually oh. it's like if it's something that I know a little bit about, I don't mind talking about it. But like in college, going to the bars, almost every single time if it was in football season, it would just be like literally just like an hour straight of talking about football. I actually started playing fantasy football in the middle of college just so I knew what people were talking about. Still didn't work. I still didn't like talking about it. So it's just I and it's like they know the people who are talking about it know that you have nothing to contribute. They could just care less. They just don't do anything to let you enter the conversation. And it's like the worst. <laughs> uh, okay, next one is um this all, I'll get to this part later too, but it's just how pe- kids, not kids, how people act playing sports today with all the gestures and the showing up mm-hmm. opponents and the, all the things that make a three pointer and all sure. that kind of stuff. Wasn't and there something and recently? Social media stuff, they just went stuff for posts and uh, all that kind of stuff. 
I think I saw something recently. It wasn't the Caitlyn. What's her last name? Clark. Clark. It wasn't her, but it was another female. Maybe it was her, but it was a, like a thing, and she was like shushing the crowd yeah. after she made a free throw, that kind of stuff. Okay, then my last one. So this might be a little specific, but I'm sure it happens in other contexts. Um, but as you maybe already know or will know, that we are obviously a Marquette family, meaning that we are not a Badger family. And I, the term that I'm putting is my number five warzum, um, is gatekeeping fandom. And I that comes to mind related to the Badgers because in a very specific instance, I, don't, I never liked the Badgers, but I had a bunch of friends that went to uh, Madison, and they're like the football team of our state. So, okay, I'll go to a football game. Right. This will be fun. It's an experience. It's something everybody should do is what, you know, I've been told. I go there, and I, I did know, not go. I know where you're going with this. I did not go to UW-Madison. And, but, and I didn't even like the Badgers, but I was like, you know what? I'm here. I'm not going to be an asshole. One, I'm not going to be one, one of row. those. Well, yeah, I'm not going to be one of those people who's like, I hate the Badgers, and I'm here, and I'm going to be like a wet blanket. Like, I was trying to do jump around, do all the things, and people just called out. One of my friends calls me out. You don't even go here cool. This is why I hate the Badgers. So I feel like just any sort of fandom that like, you're not good enough to be this fan. You're not a real fan. You're a Even with like the Bucks, like they won the championship. Now people are bandwagon. Great. Let them be fans. I bandwagon fan means nothing to me. It's like, just have fun. That's what it's for. So that's my last one. All right. And my last one is now when I see like, uh, I see like a kid and his dad at like a health club where we're playing basketball, like just sitting there and the dad's like drilling the kid in these drills and some people are like oh isn't that sweet like he's trying and to me as a I, I, I cringe when I see that because I, I see that kid in a couple of years or five years hating playing sports because the dad's just all over him and the reason I fell in love with sports is it was something I did with my friends you played you just go out and play and it was just fun it's always fun I don't want to I don't want to sit there every day and just work on stuff in the gym because that kid's 18 he's been playing that same sport every day every season and if he's I gonna could, hate uh, it if I could play armchair therapist my assumption in those situations is it's not about the kid it's about right. the dad it's living want, well either living vicariously through or like wanting his kid to be a certain caliber of player so it right. reflects positively on him like right. oh if my kid's really good because I'm sure that dad if your kid's not any good at the sport it's embarrassing for you personally right it's gotta, so, he's gotta, yeah. it's gotta be fun it's gotta be fun to play and that's why, and I can I continue to play sports my whole life because there's love playing and I love being around people who are playing. But I, I've seen tons of guys who are like really good athletes, Division One, and then by the time they're done with their playing eligibility, they don't even play anymore. They're sick of it. They don't like you know. Well, and I, I feel like that probably speaks to like how much, like how long and how many different sports I played, and I don't think I could really say I was like good at any of them because I just like thought it was fun, like just yeah. hang out with your friends, yes. and like sometimes right. I was good at it, but it wasn't about right. being good at it. So yeah, yeah absolutely. What you're saying. All right. All right. So for a generation gap, we thought we would talk about since we have we're in sort of I don't know if it's a unique situation, but where my dad was my coach for at least two different sports and my dad's dad was also his coach for again probably multiple sports um, and then I also have a child I have not been in the position where I could be her coach yet but I suppose I could so we thought we'd talk about like the differences those that dynamic and how it maybe change over time so I can start so see if I can remember all this correctly so my my dad was my basketball coach in like elementary into lower middle school because then I joined the middle school team so then it was yeah. like the teachers were my coaches and then baseball or softball more often he was the coach that was it right it was just basketball softball yeah because softball went all the way through 
for your senior yeah, year. Yeah, so, so I, I started that and did it in the summers. Um, and I think my perspective as a, as a coach's kid is probably very different than like some other coaches' kids because I feel like, well, for basketball in particular, I was the coach's kid and then the other coach that, well, one, yeah, when we had like the head coach, my dad was, you were like the assistant coach. Um, I feel like he had a more traditional like coach's kid mentality and like would play his daughter all the time despite like if it was best for the team and yeah maybe she was good but I felt like it was just different I never felt that way like I never felt like I was like was it nepotism I never felt like he like played me just because he was my daughter or treated me any differently really but I think I was also like lucky in the sense that you're like a cool dad (laughs) so everybody like liked you you know because I feel like if you're like a a coach and it's like either a jerk or like not a good coach or whatever it's like awkward to be the kid because either nobody wants to tell you or everybody wants to tell you I feel like I was never even put in that position at all because it was just like you were a cool guy um and I think I mean like and I do think like it could be difficult to have like your parent as a coach because when they actually want to coach you it's like you know like you you feel so much more comfortable like rolling your eyes or like talking back maybe and I I do have memories of doing that I don't know from your perspective maybe it was more than I remember but I I don't really remember doing it very much because I don't think you were overly like coachy with me or if you were you were the same amount of coachy to me as you were to other kids you know so I don't think I really pushed back much so I I have nothing but like positive memories of it and even like the (laughs) the memory which maybe you anticipated that I might bring up but when you were coaching basketball which I'm guessing maybe you got more heated with basketball than with softball, which kind of makes oh, sense. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because um, softball is just a little bit of a less intense oh, sport yeah. in general. But um, sixth grade, was it sixth grade? When we were, like, playing, and it might have been the game where we were playing the other running Chargers team. I don't remember oh. exactly which game it was, but when you got, like, super mad. I don't know. I don't remember. Like, part of my memory is, like, did you snap your little, like, uh, what are those called? The thing that looks like the basketball clipboard, court, clipboard. the clip, the clipboard with like the yeah. court on it. I don't know if you snapped it necessarily or if you threw it down or something. You just got like super mad and then you got technical and got kicked out of the, <laughs> the gym. Even though that happened, I feel like people definitely talked about it or whatever. And maybe I should have been more embarrassed, but I just like I don't know. I, that, that was the only time that happened. By the way. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like I and I don't remember. Maybe you remember exactly what happened to make you so angry. No, it was it was with the referees. So. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember. Um, but even even with that, it wasn't like a bad memory, and that was the only isolated incident. So I don't know. I thought it was an all around like positive memory. So yeah, I've, I've a similar experience. So I'll talk about when when my dad was when I was growing up. My dad was always our coach. Um, and what that, sports? Uh, basketball and baseball. Okay. And um, back in those days, too, parents weren't nearly as involved in their life and kids' lives. So like, I think a lot of times people that I knew, my friends only exposure to my dad was because he was the bat like the basketball coach or the baseball coach that's where they knew him from and um and it also it, it helped that we always had great teams we were always like championship teams and my dad was a similar coach and i think that's why uh, where he was more um you want to have fun mm-hmm. versus you know like cutthroat um, but we were also very successful at it and uh so yeah i, I it was very cool kids would always make comments about my dad being you know a good coach and mm-hmm. stuff like that and as I got old, when I got older I got you know I'd see a kid from school you know 30 years later and he would make a comment about how much he enjoyed playing um, mm-hmm. on, the, on the teams or whatever so yeah it's not I had, it's all positive too did he coach Uncle Jim and Uncle Mike too 
Uh, he, co- he didn't didn't coach Mike as much because he was younger and he was more involved at work, so mm-hmm. he couldn't get away as much. Mm-hmm. Um, but he did he did do, do some assistant coaching there, but yeah, he coached um, a bunch of gyms. But mine, he was like a head coach for everything I did. Do you think it was a difference because you were Bobby's coach too? I don't know if it was just for basketball or if it was also oh, for base. baseball yeah. too. Yeah. Was there a big difference to you being like? A girl's dad coach or a boy's dad coach? Oh, no, really. the, the, the difference is because, like you said before, you guys weren't super into it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and I, I was really into it. I played when I was a little mm-hmm. kid, so, but, uh, so that was a little different. But like I said, it was probably better off that I would have I would have been too, too intense, I sure. think, if, I don't know. <laughs> if I ever played varsity anything. <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah, so, and then, um, your perspective as a coach yeah so so coaching yeah so i i just always wanted to make it fun i mean that's that's that was the most important thing to me do you butt heads with other coaches and i probably i probably would have been more intense and maybe a worse coach too if you guys were way more into it Mm -hmm. because then maybe i would have been it would have changed my mindset so i could totally see me like getting way going overboard like sure. you said with the clipboard incident I mm-hmm. could see that happening more often yeah if you were you know you guys didn't really care if something sure. happened or you're just there to hang out with your friends or whatever did you ever like butt heads with other coaches that were more like that like that you co-coached uh, with somebody not really no. co-coached but yeah because I guess none of the teams that I was your coachee on were ever very like yeah like competitive well, so there's a lot of space for the that. thing I well yeah Ooh, I actually do have a question because I don't know if I've ever asked you this. So I did play when you weren't my coach, right? Like in high school volleyball, no. high school softball, uh, middle school basketball, I guess. Did you ever interact with my coach? Like no, ever for any of them? I wouldn't have, no, I wouldn't. Yeah, I didn't, I I didn't think so. Because I, I, I had some parents like, get in my face on stuff. Yeah. Like, my other kid wasn't playing and stuff. Sure. But, well, no, I, just, I think I it's funny because I, but that talking generation gap, like I don't know if maybe – when you were younger, if that was less common or just as common or whatever, but I feel like that's one of the things that's like super different today is that parents are so involved oh, with God, the coach. Yeah. And I've like, as a high school teacher, like sitting at games, watching students play and sitting amongst the parents and they're just, all anyone's ever talking about is the coach and how much yeah. they hate the coach and I how know. all these things, it's never about like anything else. And they will like go talk to them. You know that they probably talk to the coach all the time. Yeah, because like, that's goofy. There's- Today is like youth sports is just out of control. It's because there's like there's not gonna, already there's a huge referee shortage and they're not they're not gonna people aren't gonna keep putting up with that stuff. People yeah. just yelling at them all the time. It's ridiculous. And I'm a little grateful that Anna doesn't seem to be a sports kid. Yeah. <laughs> so we won't really have to it's deal with that. Dip, I don't think. Yeah, it's, just, it's, just, <laughs> yeah, it's getting a little ridiculous. All right. All right, so now we've got the 24-second shot clock, 24 seconds for obvious reasons. In case it's not obvious to you, that would be my dad's number for all sports slash now passwords and all the things. So uh, what this category entails or this segment entails is we each come up with a, I guess, a question, a category, whatnot, for the other person to list as many things as they can that fit the category within 24 seconds, and whoever says the most wins nothing but pride <laughs> uh so my dad is going to give his question category first okay so when um when amanda was three years oldish two and a half three years old i had a dream team poster oh boy and i made her memorize it all the players on it 
So like when people come over, she could like she could say all the players' names when she was like two years old. It was adorable. So I'm gonna see now how many she remembers. This is cool. That were on the poster. I Ready? Think, Here I we think, go. I think three, but Here I'll stretch my brain. Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, Dennis Rodman? Question mark. Is that right? Eh. Okay. I I honestly I don't even know like who else I would guess. Um, Just think all the NBA players. Oh, because it wasn't all just bulls. Okay, no. Patrick Ewing, uh, Larry Correct. Bird. Correct. Um, okay. We got four. I thought it was just the bulls. Okay. No, you got four. All right. Other players were Magic Johnson, Carl Malone, Charles Barkley, Clyde Drexler, Christian Leitner, David Robinson, John Stockton, and Chris Mullen. Did you really think I was gonna get any of those? Oh, this one. <laughs> Um, so yours, you're going to get way more than I did, because I did not think of um, something quite so cruel and obscure. Hold I will on. give you a second to reset the, set, the shot clock. Um, we are considering, maybe we'll, we'll uh, bring it up next time, taking an actual shot amidst this competition <laughs> and see if that makes it more interesting. Um, neither my dad nor I enjoy taking shots, so it would not be fun. <laughs> But it might make it more interesting. So my, wait, let me pause it. Okay. All right, my challenge for you, which again, you're gonna get way more than four, is sports team names slash mascots that are not animals go. They're not animals? Jazz, um, magic, heat. Um. Ooh, we stuck at three, we stuck at three. Vikings, Ooh. Packers. Ooh. I didn't um, think about that, people. Giants. Jets. Um, Ooh, only six. I thought it was going to uh, be... Oh, wait, no, seven. Seven. But it was going to be much more than that. All right. Yeah, I should have got way more. It was hard. No. All right. So now we're going on to my segment I like to call Boombox. Boombox. <laughs> uh, I'm a generation boomer right at the tail end. And I'm going to get up on my soapbox for a minute here or two. So it's called Boombox. I'm a millennial in case you care. Um, so we're going to do that now and then. So we're talking about now, 2023, versus then, like, 1975, 1980. So, like, 40 years ago. Whatever. Glory days. Difference in sports. So uh, first one up, sportsmanship. Uh, like, when you, gotta get, you have a collision, you just to go down, pick somebody up, make sure they're okay. Go on with the game. Followed somebody, you raised your hand, showed the score table, I, I followed them. Nowadays, none of that happens. Guys will knock somebody over, stand over the top of them, pound their chest, try to get the crowd roared or whatever. So, advantage then. <laughs> uh, next one is celebrations in sports. Um, don't have a problem with genuine, spontaneous celebration. But even back, back when I was growing up, score a touchdown, hand the ball to the ref, start the next play. There's no team celebrations where they have choreographed stuff and all that. Um, so between now and then, advantage then. <laughs> See a theme emerging. Um, rules in sports. Nowadays, you got instant replay on everything. The game takes forever. All these roughing the quarterbacks, or these phantom quarterbacks, uh, phantom roughing the quarterbacks, all the pass interference calls, which there was a lot of then as well. 
Um, back then you had no replay, so there's a lot of calls that were blown very badly. Um, you used to have a rule where you would have come down in bounds in football. It's like if the guy hits you out of bounds before you come down, you're out of bounds. That's what it should be. Back then they had that would have come down in bounds. It was ridiculous. So there's a lot of different rules, a lot of changes, but between now and then, advantage, push. Oh. <laughs> coach's attire. Next one. <laughs> so back in the day when they wore suits, a lot of most of the coaches wore suits, ties, like out sports out hats. That was football. Like baseball managers used to wear like a full baseball uniform. Uh, which is pretty ridiculous. Some three hundred pound fat guy or whatever walking out with his <laughs> stirrups on and his baseball pants. Um, now you know the word finally, which which is, it's kind of a COVID thing. Coaches have kind of gone to. I think it was before COVID too, um, but in basketball for sure, where they just wear like a polo or like a. Quarter Why is zip. that correlated with COVID? I don't know. They just started changing. I don't oh. know. Maybe because there was no fans there for that oh, one year. Okay. But now, like, it seems like in basketball, they all would just wear like a team sweatshirt or whatever. Same in baseball, the managers all wear like sweatshirts or whatever. Um, so, between now and then, advantage now. Ooh. I, I guess it's ridiculous. Today. These guys were used to wear these suits, like these two thousand dollars suits, just sweating through them, and just like I don't know. I think like, it's better just wear your like, wear a style? team thing. Was yeah. his last name Williams? Yeah, just wear <laughs> just buzz. wear like your, your team stuff. <laughs> last one, load management. So back in the day, do you even know, do you know load nope, management? No is? idea. Okay, so now <laughs> they have like these the guys the, the superstars would sit out because they're playing too much and they okay. don't, don't abuse their bodies. Mm. So you know, like back in the day, like. Jordan or those guys, but they just, those, the superstars played every game. Yeah. Unless they, you know, got injured their knee sure. or something. They're out. They played every night. I mean, now it's just whatever's best. With, they don't give a crap about the fan. You know, some family goes to one game a year, spends all this money to go to the game. They get there and LeBron's not playing or Giannis yeah. isn't playing. It's like. Would they still, because I feel like they do now, like. Because there's, there's so much invested in them. They, they, if they get hurt. Yeah. I was going to say, like, do did they back then still do the thing where I'm just thinking of, like, Packers. Like, I think when the like when the team is, like, way ahead, will they, like, sit the starters and play, like, the... Yeah, that's the same. That, would that still happen back that's, then? Okay. That's the same. Okay. But I, I think one of the... This is just... This is my complete opinion. I have no medical... <laughs> his, no medical evidence or anything on this. I think the reason athletes get hurt more today is because they're too strong. I think weightlifting has gone way beyond, and I... And you, your muscles, their muscles are so strong; they have so much shape. But like their tendons and their ligaments and stuff, you can't increase the mm. strength of those. And there's and stuff get because they're 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 so much more powerful that they're getting injured more. Sure. And back back then, guys weren't in great shape. They weren't. They, there was no. They didn't have the weightlifting, and that's why they. I don't think they, they didn't get hurt as much. They had worse equipment. They didn't have nearly mm. the amount of equipment. They didn't have nearly the kind of medical stuff they had. And, and guys did not get hurt nearly as much so as they did today. it's kind of like, uh, are muscles more for aesthetic? Are they actually making you Well, I mean, no, it, it does make you, it does in certain, but I think sure. for the long run, I don't think it's, uh, I think it's hurting them. But that's it's just mine. So between now and then, advantage then. Load management. <laughs> An overwhelming advantage to then. <laughs> All right, so now we got our draft. Our uh, topic for the draft that we've decided on is sports music, and I'm going to give Dad the first pick. All right. With the first pick in the 2023 
March, no, April draft, <laughs> I will select the greatest sports song ever by far, One Shining Moment. Ah, I didn't even think of that one. My favorite is the original with David Barrett as singing. It's been bastardized with... Van Morrison. Luther Vandross. Oh, yeah, Luther Vandross. Yeah, yeah. So I like the old one. I mean, I still like the new ones, but the old one's my favorite. Now, that should be playing tomorrow, right? Yep. March Madness. All right. Good pick, good pick. Didn't even think of that one, but that's a good one. Um, for my number one pick, I'm going to take I Believe I Can Fly by R. Kelly. I know it's a little controversial nowadays, but I'm, I'm one to separate art from the artist. And Space Jam, obviously a classic, but that's the best one on the soundtrack. So that's my number one pick. I, 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 I flirted with picking the, the Space Jam song. I like the theme song, too. Fair. But I didn't pick it. Number two pick is... Dun, 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 Is it the Olympics? Dun. Yes, Olympic okay. fanfare. Okay. Love that song. Interesting. Love the little horn thing when they go with each little... It's very... Uh, you can have it's that. You can have that for pick two. It's very moving. <laughs> um, mine is similar-ish, but not really. <laughs> More in that it's like a live sports thing. Um, so I know we've talked about this before, but the the U two song that's like the Marquette opener songs, so the, the streets with no Street, name yeah. is what it's called. Um, probably played with other sports teams, but it just reminds me of that that starting lineup I mentioned earlier. So that's my number two. Good pick. Music. Good pick. Uh, number three is. I don't even know if see, I, that's another thing I never introduced you to. Yeah, my favorite television show, White Shadow. Okay. Yeah, you had, you know, the, you had the DVDs, yeah. but I never saw it. Yeah, that's great. The theme song for White Shadow. <laughs> okay. Okay. It's just, it's an instrumental. It's not that great a song, but it it's, reminds me of the show. and it's All the feels. Yes. Okay. All right. My third is, because I know I had to pick something from League of Their Own, but I, I was looking at the soundtrack and I'm like, uh, so I picked, and this, Damn is, it. this is probably not, probably not the pick that you picked. But maybe. But I feel like if I had to pick a song that actually was related to the sports part of the movie and is like, you're like, ooh, yeah, it's the, uh, I think they just call it like the final song. The final like game. During, during no, the final game. Yes. Final game. So that's the one I Hans, picked as number three. Did you yeah. all also pick that? Well, that's what I was going to pick. Oh. No. Stolen. All right. Figure it out. So are we on like that? This is the seventh pick? Or whatever. Maybe. Um, it is the theme. It's called Gathering Crowds. It's the theme to This Week in, ba this Week in Baseball, okay. which was a show, again, from the 70s when I was growing up because they didn't have, there was no sports center on TV. So it was like once every, for a half hour on Saturdays, they had a weekly show of like, like the highlights in baseball. And the, the, the song to that is very iconic to me. Gotcha. Yep, no idea so, what that is. That's fine. You can have that. It's called Gathering Crowds. Check it out. <laughs> okay. Instrumental um, as well. My uh, my number four pick might be a little controversial here. Definitely not going to be on your list. But you you mentioned the the movie Bring It On as a sports movie, and I didn't even think about it. But once it was mentioned, I was like, oh, I have to include one. And of course, it's going to be the opening the opening number from Bring It On with the the cheer that is led by Big Red and oh, Torrance boy. in her dream. Um, it's yeah, iconic. Yeah. I haven't memorized. Yes. I could do it right now, but I won't. But that's my I definitely not would have picked that. Well, <laughs> well, my other my last pick I had was just was the entire league soundtrack ah okay because it's fair because it, it was when the movie came out you guys were both very small and you both loved to dance to the some of the old like <laughs> the, the 40s music on it and stuff so that's that's 
It holds a very dear place in my heart. I mean, I think that's why it was hard for me to pick one, but I, I felt like the one I picked was the, like the sports-related one because a lot of those songs... Well, well I agree. The Final Game is yeah. a very cool song. What about... <laughs> it's really long. It's long. I was going to pick that one too, but if I had yeah. to pick between them, it's going to be the final song, <laughs> instrumental thing. All right. Um, my last one, which uh, again might be a controversial pick here, but uh, I wanted to fit this somewhere into the podcast and it didn't come up in any other natural way. So uh, I am a big fan of sports cheers and specifically softball ones. My freshman year softball team won like the conference championship and I feel like what we were better at than even playing baseball or softball was cheering. Like we were so loud. And that was like my big, or my, my coach's biggest thing for us was like, make sure you're always cheering when you're on the bench. So we had like a million different songs. So my personal favorite that I feel like fits the category because it is actually a song. I believe if you had to give it a title, it'd be called Nacho Pitch to the tune of Macho Man. And it goes... Nacho, nacho pitch. And then someone in the background goes, nacho pitch. And you say, you didn't swing because it's nacho pitch. Okay. You know, I had, <laughs> had to pick one of them, and I feel like it was a good one. Coach Shroko? What was it? Uh, Strakota. Strakota. Yes, yes, Strakota. So, <laughs> third base. That was my claim to fame freshman year conference championship. All right. Peace. Thanks for listening to this month's episode. I'm Amanda. I'm Raj. And this has been a Bazin production. Also, you're at the Bazin. I hope I said that right. <laughs>